0: Good evening to you. My name is Andy. I uh, lead the church here and up in Bradley Stoke. Hope you're enjoying the carols with us this evening. I think I've been singing these carols for uh, quite a long way north of 40 years now. And if that's not giving too much away, let's just say that uh, I've enjoyed every moment of it. I do, you know, not in the summer, obviously, mostly just around Christmas time. But carols contain incredible claims and huge themes. And I'd like to look at one of those uh, just for a few moments and some of the themes that it draws out. Philip Brooks wrote A Little Town of Bethlehem in 1868, and one of the verses says this, Yet in the dark streets shineth an everlasting light, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Now that was against a backdrop of Dickensian Britain, and yet... We today here in 21st century Bristol, we live in that constant tension between hopes and fears, between light and darkness. We long for better days, but we're not really sure how to achieve them. At least we're not in any way, uh, we can't find a consensus about how to do that. We're not even sure where the heroes and villains lie. Is it the politicians? Is it politics itself? Is it huge corporations? Is it individuals? Who is to blame? We're not always sure. All we know is we live in this tension between hopes and fears. One of the Bible writers, Isaiah, wrote this, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. That was some of the verses that Handel used when he wrote his Messiah, A fantastically themed uh, of Jesus' birth, and that was in the 1700s. It was 3,000 years ago that Isaiah actually penned those words, and he knew, just like we knew, the tension of hopes and fears. The truth is, of course, that oppression and injustice are just nothing new. And yet, deep within us, even understanding something of that intrinsically, we long. That a light would dawn. We long for it deep down inside. Against the odds sometimes we have an unquenchable desire. That light would defeat darkness. That hope would triumph over despair. In Jesus' day it was the hope that the occupying Roman army would somehow be defeated. For Isaiah all those years before it was the hope of an an exiled nation. That somehow they could return to their own country. The carol we wrote, as I said before, in the 1860s against that backdrop of poverty and challenge of a Dickensian Britain. What about us today? What about Bristol today? Bristol trying to come to terms with its own checkered history, some of the dark parts of its own past, and looking to a challenging future. Well, the hope of these carols and the hope of the Christian story is that God will indeed triumph over all the besetting problems that face us. But the difference with the Bible's approach, the difference with Christianity is it says the problem is not out there somewhere. The problem starts in me and in you. And the promise and the hope of Jesus' birth and of the Christian story is that God says, I know the challenges and problems, and I know they start in you, but I will change you. I can change you, transform you. And Jesus' cry in the book of Revelation at the end of the Bible is this. Behold, I'm making everything new. And he says he'll start with us. And that's the hope, that you and I can be changed, transformed, remade. Jesus comes just not just to identify with us, but to remake us and to remake all things. C.S. Lewis it this way. In the Christian story, God comes down, down from the heights of absolute being into time and space, down into humanity, down further still, if embryologists are right, to recapitulate in the womb ancient and pre-human phases of life, down to the very roots and seedhead of nature he's created. He goes down to come up again and bring the whole ruined world up with him Up with him. One may think of a diver first reducing himself to nakedness, then glancing in midair, then gone with a splash, vanished, rushing down through the green and warm water to the black and cold water, down through increasing pressure into the death like regions of ooze and slime and old decay, then up again, back to color and light, his lungs almost bursting, till suddenly he breaks the surface again, holding in his hands the dripping precious thing that he went down to recover it's no wonder that the angels sang glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests because we it turns out are the precious thing that he came down to rescue and renew please stand with me to sing our next carol Hark the Herald Angels